0: This week, passing thoughts on being in love with two types of potential. You're falling in love with something that doesn't exist because it doesn't want to exist and cannot be forced upon. You're chasing an ideal, and anything being chased is running from something or someone fast. What we want for others isn't necessarily what they want for themselves. Here's the thing it goes deeper than that. It's not even about what you want for them but what you want for you. It's your romanticized view of who you might be if they became who you think they could be. Potential isn't solely about achieving worldly things. It's also about our inner landscape, developing into a mature being. I categorize potential into two types, active potential and fantasized potential. These are my own terms, so feel free to substitute them with whatever works best for you or that you feel is more accurate. Here are a few differences that initially come to mind. Active potential is the individual's own vision for themselves. Fantasized potential is your projection of what you want that person to be. Active potential is about the individual meeting their own needs and achieving their desires. Fantasized potential is about you. We tell ourselves, if I can make them achieve their potential, my needs, often implicit needs, will be met, and therefore my life will be easier. Active potential is owned by the individual. They take responsibility and accountability for it. They want it for themselves and they act on it. Fantasized potential is imposed by you and led by you. You own the fantasy. You feel responsible and accountable for them, often going out of your way to make things happen for them and internalize their behaviors and attitudes. You believe in their potential more than they do. You want it more than them. With active potential, the individual sees themselves as whole and capable and you see them as whole and capable too. With Fantasized Potential, you see them as your other half, either as someone who needs completing or someone who can make you feel more complete. With Active Potential, the individual views themselves as an ongoing project. They make room for personal improvement. With Fantasized Potential, you view the individual as your ongoing project, someone to be fixed or saved. With Active Potential, there's velocity and forward motion, and you see it. It's not just spoken of, it's demonstrated Motivation comes from them. It's in the present. It's made manifest. Their progress is evidenced and witnessed. They follow through. Their growth is inspiring and encourages you to be a better version of yourself, too. You can grow together. Fantasized potential is inactive or stagnant. There's lots of talking, but not much doing. Most of the drive is generated by you. You're permanently in the realm of imagination. Very little, if anything, comes into fruition. Then you venture into the land of make-believe, because you're desperately trying to make yourself believe in someone that may not ever exist. Gradually, you shift from imagination into illusion. This type of potential leads to disappointment. Why? Because we tightly hold on to an expectation of what they could be. What they could be, for us. In fantasized potential, you grow apart, because you're on two different paths. With active potential, their values, attitudes, beliefs and desires line up with their behaviors. All of this is in alignment with who you want to be with, and also compatible with who you are. With fantasized potential, your values, attitudes, beliefs, and desires lead to enabling behaviours. When we enable, we do the work for the person. That in itself can be an indication of resistance, complacency, and apathy from them. There's misalignment. With active potential, we rise in love together. With fantasized potential, I fall in love alone. And what a lonely place that is to be. Active potential says, I love the person you're becoming, it's so beautiful. Fantasized potential says, I'll love you if you become this person. For now, I'll tolerate who you are. Here's an interesting example I see often. We begin a relationship with someone who is emotionally unavailable, but we stubbornly believe they have the potential to be an emotionally mature partner, which of course, with active potential is possible. But in this case, we're dealing with fantasized potential. So, they become our project and we try to find ways to make them open up to us. The thing is, they have to be ready to do the work and actually do the work for certain desirable qualities to be consistent and sustained. If they're not willing to do the work, we'll end up experiencing countless cycles of emotional wounding. We get mad at them when they don't live up to the fantasy we created, but we're really mad and ashamed at ourselves for buying into our own now-shattered illusion. Now, say they show signs of active potential. They're doing the work and are learning to maturely express their feelings and emotions and be receptive to yours. How prepared will you be to handle that shift? In its unfamiliarity, you might become emotionally avoidant and realise it was also you who was emotionally unavailable. Perhaps your fantasy was really about what it would feel like to be deserving of being loved in the way that you truly want to be loved. Sometimes we fantasise potential. We're yearning for something in another that's absent within ourselves. We want them to love us a certain way, but even we don't love ourselves in that way, yet. This is often linked to emotional wounding and trauma from the developmental stages of our life, where we learn to form attachments. Perhaps at some point, your potential was someone else's illusion. Now, we can't always be achieving our potential to the fullest because we'll burn ourselves out. We need states of rest, time to learn and reflect, time to recalibrate, course correct. There'll be times when our partner is growing more than us, faster than us. While we're trying to figure things out then we'll catch up and then there'll be balance and there are times where it might be mutually agreed that one of you will take on a different role to support the other's growth then they'll assume a different role to give the other partner space to achieve their potential and there are times when you're both simultaneously achieving potential together you're aligned and attuned progress you desire is taking place and the key here is that the onus and the will to actualize potential still sits with the individual you own your potential other people do not own your potential. Other people own their potential. You do not own other people's potential. So my question for you this week is this. To what extent has falling in love with someone else's potential really been a distraction born from your own fear of achieving yours? Perhaps if we truly learn to be in love with our own potential, our active potential, what we'll see in another is who they really are. We won't try to live through someone else because we'll have the courage to actively live through ourselves. Be to you next week, same time, same place. Until then, be well.